Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to The Shit Show. Welcome to the world of the media. Hi everyone. Kia ora guys. Welcome back to another episode of The yes. Shit Show. We've got kind of a cool one today, don't we, Robes? Such a cool one. We got to sit down with Tim Brown from All Birds. He's so cool. We haven't done a shit chat in a long time, so we were pumped, weren't we? Fuck yeah. I mean, not only is he an incredible businessman and has so much amazing knowledge to give, but he's a Kiwi, oh, which makes it that much better. That much better. Now, we do just want to do a wee bit of housekeeping. We are going to have a wee rundown on the election. That will be the next episode we do that we'll release at some point this week. Yes, that is coming. So we can't wait to give you all the tea on all of that because it has been a juicy one, it but a good been, one. Yeah, it's been a ride. It's been a ride. But for now, Tim Brown. So some know him as the X or Whites player, which is the New Zealand football team, for those who don't know. Some know him as the founder of All Birds, the Woolen Shoe, and soon to be apparel company. But we know him now as our third degree of separation from Leonardo DiCaprio. And I will be taking that to my grave. Absolutely. So we sat down with Tim to chat all things business and pick or peak uh-huh. ah, lame Lucy. his brains so without further ado here is the shit chat ropes we're here with tim brown founder of all birds fellow kiwi tim thanks for being here with us thank you for having us no probs now i think it might be fitting to start off with you just telling us in your own words what Allbirds is, or what Allbirds are, and why you started this whole venture. Sure. Okay, straight into it. All right. Well, <laughs> um, you know, I like to sort of start almost by sort of saying this was a bad idea for a long time before it was a good one. I, I, I literally started working on this when I was back in Wellington playing soccer for the Wellington Phoenix uh, in my hometown, uh, dreaming of going to a World Cup with the All Whites. So a long time ago, uh, and I started to get interested about uh, about the possibility and the idea of shoes. I was sponsored by one of the big sportswear companies that shall not be named. Mm-hmm. And uh, they gave me lots of free gear, which is one of the key motivating factors in playing sport, to be honest with you, get, get, getting free gear. And I, I was just confused a little bit. It sort of changed all yeah. the time. Shoes sort of seemed to be made out of big logos. And, and, and I just, it was very hard to find simple in Wellington in 2007. <laughs> so mm, I asked myself mm-hmm. sort of one, one question, if you were going to make one sneaker, what would it look, you know, and you're only allowed to make one, uh, you know, what would it look like? And so I, I found a factory on Google, went to my first footwear factory while I was still playing football and started this journey to, to make this, this shoe with this minimalist design philosophy. Uh, and fast forward now, Allbirds is in San Francisco, 
a team of nearly 500 people, officers in China and the UK, and and the ideas come a long way. But you know, it was it was 10 years of working on it to make it to make it um, make it that. Uh, it's really f- focused on three things. This minimalist des- design philosophy has not changed from day one. Uh, it's focused on the idea of you know, using materials that are not traditionally used in the footwear space. Focused on sustainability. Footwear tends to be made pretty cheaply out of synthetics, and yep. we try to do it differently. Bloody good. Now, when we were doing our research into you, we did we read that you started this Kickstarter that gained so much traction, and you had to shut it down because it made so much money. And at the start, we thought, "Wow, like that's so fucking cool! It got so much traction, like it was all smooth sailing from there." But then I listened to a podcast with you, and you said that the Kickstarter earning so much money so quickly actually wasn't all sunshine and rainbows. Can you talk a little bit about that? Getting a business off the ground is just it's so hard. I mean, you guys know in your own shape or <laughs> yeah. form, like, yeah. it's just... <laughs> it's fucking hard. It's super hard. And the, pro- the, you know, the problem is you, 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 you hear about people when they're going really well, you don't hear about them when they're not. And so, like, I think about my sporting career, I was sort of pretty borderline, like, unemployed for a long period of time, like, chasing this dream, couldn't make it work. And then right mm-hmm. at the end, part of this New Zealand team got to go to a World Cup and then, like, everyone wants to be a friend. And they're like, that, this whole thing must have been awesome. And you're like, no, most of it was really <laughs> bad. <laughs> yeah, it sucked. And so, yeah, I think... I think um, it was difficult. And I, I literally, the, the whole reason for the Kickstarter was I, I went to business school, retired from sport, had this idea for a wool shoe. I'd worked mm-hmm. on it for like, at this point, like five years. So <laughs> samples and, and I think I had six pairs of wool shoes that I'd made in another factory I'd found on Google. Like it was mm-hmm. all that work, very little progress, but the kernel of this idea. And every time I told people about the idea, they were like, oh, good luck with that one. And, yeah. and so... And then I went to I went to grad school, I went to business school, and I had this one entrepreneurship class. And I don't know, for anyone who's gone to university, it's like you go there for four years or you go there for two years of grad school, and it all comes down to one teacher in one class. Like that's the mm-hmm. thing. If you're lucky, that's the and this professor called me into this class and he goes, This idea is dumb, but you feel like you're committed to it. So throw it out on Kickstarter so that it can fail and you can you can go get a real job because I'm worried that if if you don't, you're gonna keep working on this and it's probably not going to end well so i'm trying to help you here and so that's what i did wow oh my god (laughs) and then um when because when you do a kickstarter you actually have to provide the product don't you at the end of well i had i had six pairs of these shoes i went home for christmas to uh my friends uh my my family's place in carpety with my brother's help we shot a kickstarter video on a family friend's farm on gray's road in pahadanui for anyone who knows that part of the world and it um and I went back to London where I was and put this thing on Kickstarter and it was, it was all about this video and, and I just wanted mm-hmm. to kind of like almost say that I got this fast and I really genuinely, I, you know, I, I, I wanted to sort of just bring it to some sort of conclusion. I really didn't think it was going to work and it kind of it, it took off. How do you think it gained so much traction? You know, the, the, the product in itself took a lot of hard work. Like, I, it was non-trivial to kind of make a shoe out of wool. So there was a whole bunch of R&D and a research grant and I found a factory and, I you know, the design stuff. Like, I'd lived it. Like, I, there was nothing fake about, mm-hmm. you know. So the product was 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 hard 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 fought. And it was starting to work, quite honestly. It was interesting. I mean, uh, it was a relatively simple idea. Like, I didn't invent wool or I didn't invent shoes. And I think it spoke to a problem we subsequently understood in the footwear industry where shoes are made 
with not very nice materials and synthetics and there was an opportunity to do things differently. I think there was uh, a video that very, very clearly tried to talk about the one or two things that this product did, not the 27. So that video yeah. forced me to get really crisp on the storytelling. Um, and I think that's pretty important of the way that you present an idea because often the temptation is to try and please everyone. And I was like, no, no, this is one shoe, one product, one material, and you know, it's going to do this for you. So, um, yeah. and yeah, I don't know, right time, right place, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it definitely worked because you really are everywhere. And I think the Allbirds name is everywhere right now. In 2016, Time magazine labeled Allbirds as the world's most comfortable shoe, which is no small feat. Uh, people like huh. Mila Kunis <laughs> and Jennifer Garden to the co-founder of Google, wear your shoes. So how the hell did this happen? How were you able to make so much noise in the market? You kind of talked about really honing in on those kind of main aspects of it being just a really simplistic shoe. Do you think that was all it was? People just saw this need for that? Yeah, it was, it's, it's really interesting. I, I get asked that question a lot, like, why has this worked? And, and, and I, you know, I think people want to believe that there's one answer to that. You know, it was like, oh, we're just smart and, you know, and I just called Mila Kunis and she just started wearing it. And there was, <laughs> there, there, was never that, there was never that plan. I you know, and I still pinch myself as, as you read, even read those names out. I was like, did that really happen? <laughs> I just, it was for me, it was literally this one tiny little problem and we chipped away at it. And then each little day we added another little thing and we launched with one shoe in 2016 when I found my co-founder Joey at this point and we were in San Francisco, we raised a little bit of money. I'd been working on that for nine years at that point, off and mm. on, like almost like a crazy person, it sounds like, <laughs> chipping away through hundreds of, 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 of samples and tweaks and tuning, trying to just get this, this thing right. And what, we weren't imagining that we would hire a bunch of people. We weren't, at this point, I mean, we'd raised a little bit of money, so we kind of were, but like it was one shoe, let's solve this problem. I think the world needs this thing. Let's just do it. And if you do it really well, uh, you know, hopefully they'll, people will tell other people about it. And that's what kind of happened. So I'm not going to say we didn't fan the flames too and do some really smart things and work really hard to try and like amplify the message of that. But the simplicity of the, pro uh, of the product and the clarity that we were going to, that we had around doing like one thing and one thing really well was, was probably the key, key lesson there. It's success is never one th It's like so mm. many little pieces. And I, I just feel like we worked at it over a long period of time. Yeah. Do you know what I'm loving about talking to you is that I feel like tall poppy syndrome isn't coming into play like it does with so many Kiwis. You're so refreshing because you're saying, yeah, we had, you know, these awesome people picking up our shoes, but also we worked really fucking hard and I was working on this for nine years. Like it took hard work. It's not just like, yeah, this was some stroke of luck. Well, I appreciate that. I, you know, it was, it was interesting just as an aside, I was at, uh, I was at this dinner once with one of the, the early members of Trade Me, um, and he, he was talk, part of the discussion topic at the dinner. Sort of turning turning to New Zealand entrepreneurship, and the idea that uh, Kiwis need to be more confident and speak up a little bit, as you know. Uh, and he 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 turned around to the to this dinner and he goes, you know what? It's New Zealand. New Zealanders aren't the problem. The rest of the world's the problem. We're just fine. We shouldn't go changing. <laughs> and I I love that. I just love that yeah. because I, I, I sort of feel like. Just because we're humble, just because we really, you know, we're, we're about community and we're not about ourselves first. I think that's mm -hmm. a really great 
doesn't mean that we can't be confident and ambitious with our ideas. And I certainly wasn't for a long time. I think I've learned from being in America that, that, that that's actually quite an important thing to do. If your idea is good, it's like there is merit in challenging it and like imagining that it might be really successful. Like that's a, that, that if your idea is good, it deserves that type of like scrutiny and that's okay. It's not mm-hmm. like a bad thing. It doesn't mean that you're all of a sudden saying you're great. It's just saying mm-hmm. that the thing that you're working on is trying to tackle something really hard and, that, and that's okay. So that nuance I feel like is important. And All Birds is tackling something very hard. You pride yourself obviously on being a very socially conscious brand and I wonder, do you ever feel the pressure for the company to be perfect at everything because you hold yourself to this standard that it's almost like when you hold yourself to a standard, people can come for you for other things that the business is doing. Do you ever feel that pressure? Oh, no, I I think there's so many things we're not doing very well and we talk about them all the time, whether it be about the environment or just day to day. And like that, that, you know, that is part of the humility, you know, of, of, of building a business. Like we've, we've had, we've worked really hard, but we've also had an enormous amount of luck. And, and so it's, it's a combination of both things. I think those two things are kind of interrelated, but you know, in, in, in terms of it, you when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN environment and the purpose yeah i i started making these shoes put them up on kickstarter but i still to be if i'm deep down honest i didn't really know why like i I didn't grow up dreaming of shoes and i didn't grow up on a sheep farm and so my co-founder came along uh, our wives are roommates in a university he comes into my life with a vision that was was about climate change and about the fact that 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 this was the problem of our generation Uh, this is sort of three or four years ago and that the, the whole way that we engineered and made products and services was going to change because of this. And that the fashion industry in particular had sort of paid lip service to this idea. And there was an opportunity to build a business with this baked into it from the ground up. Um, mm-hmm. And we kind of, you know, for me, it was the, it was the lightning bolt moment where mm-hmm. like all of a sudden I realized, you know, I knew what we were doing. I just never knew why. And the why has always been pretty important to me. So this was the, this was the unlock. And, and we went to work and we don't have all the answers. Increasingly, I think we've got the right questions on the back of four or five years. And I, yeah. I again, I think the distinction between those two things is really important. Um, the, you know, but this isn't when we're talking about the environment and climate change and companies trying to do better. Perfect shouldn't be the enemy of just getting on with it. And that's mm-hmm. what we're trying to do. We're trying to share transparently what we know, what we don't know. And I, you know, I, I think the time for sort of bickering over who's the best and who isn't is sort of past. Like there's an urgency around this particular moment that sort of requires us to kind of get going. And, and the other thing I'd sort of say is, you know, business is a force for good is a relatively new idea. You can build a successful business that does good at the same time. And those two things don't need to be mutually exclusive. And I, I think that's sort of how we've tried to set this whole thing up. Exactly. Nice. So 
It has been so refreshing hearing a Kiwi accent to interview someone with a Kiwi accent. I absolutely love it. Uh, New Zealand, it's so damn small. And when you see another Kiwi out there doing cool shit, you feel like this immediate kind of affinity and protectiveness of them and their brand and like an exceptional amount of pride. How has New Zealand inspired your brand? You've talked about the wool and everything like that. But is there any other ways it's come into your business as well and really weaved its way throughout? Yeah, I, I, well, I appreciate that. And it's great to chat with you guys too. And I, f- I feel the same I feel the same thing. So um, we're at this unique scale, right? Like where there's just enough of us where it happens uh, more often when you're traveling overseas. And then uh, not too many that, it, you know, i.e. Australia, where... It's less, it's less special. So there's this some, this is incredible sense of community and connection you have as a Kiwi when you're overseas, right? When you meet another Kiwi. And, Definitely. and so mm-hmm. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. I, you know, it's interesting. We started the business, um, named it after all birds because it was a nod to where we'd come from. We were in San Francisco at, at this stage, kicking, founding this thing off, founding this business. And, and all birds was a nod to the idea that when people first came to New Zealand, there was nothing there but birds. It was, it was a nod to the provenance of the idea without it being too literal. And mm-hmm. I think equally we wanted all birds to be about our purpose broadly, like larger than wool and larger than shoes. So when the, when the, when the birds are okay, the environment's okay. So it was a, l- a little bit of a nod to, to that. Um, and then also we found, we found it after we'd fallen in love with this name that all birds also means kilos of cocaine and rat parlance and a Rick Ross song. So that's, <laughs> that was, it was like, whoops, but oh, let's roll with it. Yeah. And and so uh, all birds is, um, is is a little nod to that, and then the whole spirit of the of, of the New Zealand in the brand was was foundational, which was that we were going to go after something really serious in making env- products that were you know using sustainable materials, but never take ourselves too seriously. And mm. I you know I think that the spirit of New Zealand in the brand versus the literal imagery of sheep and landscape and the environment was how we 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 approached it, and I and I think you know. To your point, humility, um, but also you know desire to you know work really hard and go after something really meaningful and try and win is like I think mm. there's a lot of like kiwiness in the way that we've sort mm. of set this up, and yeah. and so I think that nuance is important because it's it's less photos of like beautiful hills, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's a little part of it. Now I hate to do such a 180 going from talking about little old New Zealand and the beautiful hills to the celebrity dim of. Leonardo DiCaprio, and we have to talk about this because we really want to know. We read that he has invested in your company, and we just want to know how the hell that came about. And I'm sure our audience, to be honest, are going to want to know that. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, it's literally friend of a friend in San Francisco who, um, you know, who who knew uh, his cousin that sort of manages him, and we went down and and, and Jelly and I and, and and spent some time with him and. Uh, it was really, it was really interesting. We, uh, you forget that Leo started talking and working on the environment in like 1992. Like that's when he Shit. flagged this he as a concern. before his time. Right. And so you go down there and this guy's like, I, I feel like things are changing for the first time. And, you know, I, I feel like for the last 20 years, I've been trying to get people to, 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 to listen. He'd done Before the Flood, if you remember that like mm-hmm. documentary was pretty amazing. He's, he's, he's done a lot of work on the space and we went down and chatted with him and he was so curious. He was like, tell me why you've done this. How's this worked? And it was just, it was like a couple of hours of him just asking questions. And then we decided that, um, 
you know, that, that partnering with him and him partnering with us was the right thing. So it was another p- pinchous moment and we, we walked out of there and, and have been able to keep in touch with him ever since. So that's pretty, wow. it's pretty cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. He, he's <laughs> a very amazing person to have in your corner, no doubt about that. So for any individual who's behind a startup or a small business, you are a bloody incredible role model. What advice would you give to anyone who wants to start their own business? Like, is there any secret to success? Thank you. Um, firstly, I um, like I sort of said at the start of this, this was a bad idea for a, for a, for a long time. I feel like it takes a long time to, um, to, to, to actually realize this, bring something, a creation into the world. And I, I feel like entrepreneurship has been sort of almost sensationalized and and you read about the success stories and you want to believe that it's an overnight success it really is Mm -hmm. and and so just being really honest about how difficult that is i think would probably be the starting point and that said just try and i think the the key moment and you touched on a little bit earlier was the kickstarter campaign and what the professor who by the way has become a friend a mentor like we keep in touch it's always the way when people go out of the way to be like really honest with you it's Mm -hmm. usually because they care um and he you know his point was You've had the idea. Now see if like someone will actually pay you for it who's not your mum. And so the sooner you can get that idea and, and see if people are prepared to open their wallet, take their hard-earned dollars and actually pay you for it, I think I'd really be pushing to do that sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. That's the bit that's really hard and when you run the risk of like falling flat on your face and embarrassing yourself, but like you learn a bunch from it. So get, get the, the, the first point would be courage to go from um, – you know, from idea to sort of transaction as soon as you can. And and the second thing I'd sort of say is purpose. I think it's been well-trodden ground here, the role of purpose in building a business. It gets so hard. I would highly encourage you to sort of fall back on problems worth solving. Um, mm-hmm. The world, There's no shortage of them in the world at the moment, right? So pick something, because one of the best things about entrepreneurship is you get to choose the people you work with and choose what you work on. So choose something that really matters. And I just, you know, a double click on that, I... I would just distinguish between passion and purpose. I'm passionate about chocolate biscuits. I'm passionate about MacGyver season one, like the original (laughs) MacGyver. Um, Purpose is a different thing. Like purpose is is deeper. It's about what the world needs in this moment and what you're, you know, are you going to build something that you tell your grandkids about? And like that, that I just, the word passion Mm -hmm. kind of, I think is used a lot. It's that, that's like, that's a little part of it. This is mm-hmm. something deeper. Is this solving a problem that the world, you know, the world um, needs? And then the last thing I'd say is, is, is like, do it with someone. I tried doing a little bit by myself and it was really miserable. And I, I'm good at a couple of things and not very good at lots of things. So find someone mm-hmm. that like is a compliment. And you guys know it, right? You're not doing mm-hmm. this by yourself. We couldn't so. do it by ourselves. Fuck no. So, do, you know, find that person. And that person doesn't look like you they don't necessarily think, exactly think like you yeah you want you want it to be different and then i think you know that those would be my sort of three quick things i love that get somebody who's going to buy it that's not your mom so tim our final question and i'm actually really intrigued to know this as well what is next for you and for all birds hopefully lots it's funny when i i i, I sit back and talk about starting this in 2007 and literally working on this in my apartment in Cuba Street and trying to sell these things, talk about not just to my mum, but to my teammates at the time who were getting loads of free gear. They didn't want shoes anyway and largely like laughed at me. But I, I sort of said, like, if I can sell it to them, I can kind of sell it to probably anyone. Mm-hmm. And um, and then to think how far we've come and 
think about even that afternoon where we met Leo and, 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 and different things like that. It's come so far. And, and yet, I think one of the things we've done a good job of is, is just, I really do sit here and I literally got a running list of all the stuff that we could be doing better. And I, I, I think it's just the beginning. And I, I really do think the potential of, of, of the businesses is, 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 is better than it is, ever has been. And I, I equally think with the environment, is it's an interesting sort of moment in time, right? Like three or four years ago, even when we started, people looked at us like we had six heads when we wanted to pay more for sustainable components mm-hmm. and issues. And, you know, even then, Greta Thunberg hadn't started taking school school off on Fridays and protesting against the environment. That The pace in which that conversation has accelerated over the last two or three years mm-hmm. is pretty crazy. So I feel like more than ever, our purpose feels important. Um, yeah. So at a high level, that, that would be the answer. And and, um, and also having like a tremendous amount of fun, which is, is if the moment that I'm not, I'll stop that. doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with this, this, cool, this cool team. And then in the short term, we just launched Apparel. We just launched a running shoe this year. It's been such a challenging six months for a bunch of reasons, but we've come through it really well. And the products that we're making like are, are getting better and better. And the talent that we're attracting to do it is, is better and better. So I think um, we just launched Apparel with a T-shirt that we'd spent you know, a couple of years working on that's made from a little bit of wool, a little bit of eucalyptus and some crab shells from Canada, the waste stream of the seafood industry in Canada that um, makes it antimicrobial, which is pretty cool. And so that's Whoa. a whole new world that we're trying to understand. So yeah, I just feel very, very lucky to be honest with you. And, and um, my job's fun and yeah, we're, we're just, we're rolling with it. Oh, Tim, that's bloody awesome. And hearing you talk about being in your little Cuba Street apartment, honestly, we have been there and are still there but like it's very refreshing and it's very fun and quite invigorating to talk to someone like you who's just smashing it over there so we're very proud you don't need us to tell you that but it's been so fun to talk to you and thank you for your time oh thanks for having us i really enjoyed it and you guys uh, keep doing what you're doing too oh absolutely oh, thank you so much and never lose that kiwi accent yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I practice every morning. Yeah, thanks, guys. Great to chat with you and have a good, uh, have a good rest of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you too. too. See ya. That was our chat with Tim Brown. Isn't he such a cool guy? Fuck, he's so cool. I feel it, like he's our bro. Yeah, I think so too. I, I'm, I'm, he probably doesn't feel the same. No. I'm going to take that. <laughs> I know. He's my friend now. Yeah, absolutely. So as usual, if you want to find us outside of your earpods or headphones or whatever you're using, you can find us on Instagram at shityoushouldcareabout.com. Nope at shit you should care about <laughs> or at the shit show underscore 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 you can also find us at shit you should care about.com that does actually also work <laughs> and the shit you should care about squad on facebook woohoo we will see you guys for an election special very soon bye guys bye Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.